The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I'm going to continue to look at the book of Ruth. And so if you have your Bibles, I will be in Ruth chapter 1 and verse number 6 here in just a moment. In a moment as we read these passages, I want to kind of share my thought as to where we're going to go with this. Uh, the passage we're going to look at in the next few minutes is a, is a relatively popular, probably the most popular passage of the book of Ruth, uh, mostly with the verses we will read towards the end of the section where Ruth pleads her, her commitment to her mother-in-law, Naomi. And uh, it's been used, I think rightfully so, in many weddings, in many commitments, because uh, it really is that type of commitment that is given from this daughter-in-law to a mother-in-law. And again, a daughter-in-law to a mother-in-law to whom the husbands and, hus- husbands and sons have passed away. Uh, there is not really, uh, except for some, a lot of legal commitment to this. And so uh, we see something in this that becomes one of the cruxes of the entire book of Ruth when we think about how God has used Ruth and put Ruth into the ancestry of Jesus. Uh, there's a whole lot behind that, but this is part of it. This is kind of a decision. This is where we look, where, where Ruth makes a decision. She makes actually several decisions in these few verses that alter her life and ultimately comes down to the core of commitment. Can I tell you that if I were to say, if there's anything in our country today, in our, in our culture today, that is frankly uh, unpopular and you don't see a lot of, and that is really legitimate commitment. People don't want to commit near marriage. They don't want to commit in the area of work and responsibility, uh, of church and things of that nature. They like to get what they can from certain things. And the moment they feel like they're no longer gaining from that, then they want out of it. Uh, this happens in uh, marriages. It happens in all kinds of relationships that as soon as they're not gaining everything they think's the best, they're going to move on to the next one. And they, they forget, and there's a little aspect of true commitment that I'm going to be there. You know, in the marriage vows, uh, we will say for better or for worse, but on more occasions than I, I wish I've seen through you know family and friends and stories I've heard of people who walk out not for legitimate battles, but for inconvenience. Uh, this wasn't as convenient. This is not what I'm getting, not what I wanted. Um, talk to a friend of mine whose family went through, wife went through cancer, and he heard of so many other husbands who walked away from their wife during times of cancer. It doesn't make sense to me. For better or for worse, the time they need you the most is the time you walk away. Uh, we don't live in a time where commitment is popular. As a matter of fact, when you commit to something seriously, the world is amazed by that level of commitment. And, uh, and so we're going to look at that commitment today and uh, from Ruth to her uh, mother-in-law. So let's go ahead. Ruth chapter 1. We'll begin in verse number 6. It says, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law. This is Naomi arose with her daughters-in-law, then that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread, that the famine was no longer uh, in existence back in Israel. Verse 7, Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to, to return into the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. She says, listen, you've been very kind to me as a mother, as a mother-in-law, very kind uh, to my sons. Uh, it's been a great relationship, but I'm encouraging you, please just go back, to, go back home. Go back to your mother's home. Verse 9, the Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you in the house of your husband or your home, your, 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 your family, 
Uh, then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And let me give you a little bit of breakdown before we continue to verse 10. Um, one of the things that was very unique in today's culture, very differently. In today's culture, um, you marry somebody, if they were to pass away, uh, you become a widow, a widower, whatever it would be, and then you're, you're on your own. And then you, you know, over a period of time, you begin to make a decision, am I going to look to remarry? Am I going to stay single? Um, and while you may keep a connection with your in-laws simply due to then the connection you might have had before, there might have been a strong connection through your lost loved one, and so you might keep that connection with the in-laws simply because of uh, that loss and, and the love you had for them, and there might be that family connection. There's not a whole lot of obligation to that in most cases. In this situation, there was a unique scenario that was true to the culture. So what happened is, let's say that um, these two ladies married two sons of Naomi, but they were not her only two sons. So they were other sons. What would happen is these two wives, in many cases in the culture, would marry the next son. Uh, and often again younger, would marry the next son. Um, in that case, it, it did to carry on the lineage of Naomi and the family and things of that nature. So that was completely normal. So uh, they said, we'll stay with you. And, and, and sometimes you say stay. Initially, some of it was to stay for, to gain another husband. And she says, you know, and we'll see in a minute how that wasn't really even possible. Uh, but there's just, a, there's just a connection to them and her mother-in-law. There must have been. And I look at this. We often, is, and we can see that Elimelech probably shouldn't have left home, even though the circumstances seem to make sense. And, and we, don't, we can't say, again, that the three deaths were results of that. But in Moab, they experienced a lot of grief. And, uh, but yet, they found something. They found these two women that honestly created a strong connection to Jewish people, which in itself would have been abnormal. And so uh, you just see the strong connection itself. It's actually quite impressive. So let's go on to verse 10 and see what Naomi said about going with me did not really make a lot of sense. Verse 10, she said, and they said unto her, surely we will return with thee into thy people. Pretty big deal for Moabites to go back to Israel. Verse 11, Naomi said, turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb? that they may be your husbands. He said, I, I can't give you another husband right now. So there's no reason. I don't, I'm, you know, I can't, I don't have any babies right now. Verse 12, turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear, the, bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieved with me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. So she says, listen, even if I got married tonight, which is really, just, I don't think would happen, but even if I got married tonight and was able to have babies, and she needs two of them, but um, are you going to wait until those ch children are old enough to be born, are you, or to, have, to be men, to be married? Are you going to not have husbands of your own because of this? And, and so she's really acknowledging, saying, I understand the culture behind this, but please understand I, I want to relinquish you from the culture because it doesn't make sense. It's not going to work. It, it just commonly, even if I could have a child tonight, it doesn't make sense. Why would you wait? And she said, why would you go through grief because the Lord has dealt poorly with me? And it's a comment just flat out. The Lord has allowed these things into my life. Why should it continue to bring grief to you as a result of it? Uh, verse 14, and these two girls, and they lifted up their voice and wept, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people 
and into her gods, return thou after thy sister-in-law. He goes, Orpah's gone back. She's gone back to the culture, to her life and everything she knew. She's not following me. She, she knows her family. She knows the religion. She knows these things. Go with her. It makes more sense. This is what you grew up with. Why would you abandon everything you know to go with me? Uh, verse 15, and she said, Ruth said, behold thy sister. I'm sorry, verse 16. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave. These are the very, very popular verses we were talking about. Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people and thy God my God. Simply there she stated, listen, for Ruth, I will follow, they will be my people, and I will put my trust in Jehovah God and I will follow him as my God. She literally offers and makes the point of what we would call conversion salvation at that point. Verse 17, where thou diest will I die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do, do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. She says, listen, if, if, if I were to ever abandon you, I hope God would bring punishment upon me. These are pretty serious words of commitment. Verse 18, and when she, or Naomi, saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. You know, I, I, what we see right there is Naomi said, okay, I understand this. If you want to come, you can. Uh, there is a strong bond, a strong commitment. So there's so much that Ruth said. Ruth said, listen, I, I'm telling you that I'm going to leave my home. I'm telling you that I'm going to leave my people. I'm going to leave my cultures. I'm going to leave my customs. I'm going to leave my gods, my false gods, true, and I'm going to follow you. And then I'm going to be, I'm going to go and I'm going to be Jewish. I'm going to follow Jehovah God. I'm going to join in your customs. I'm going to learn these things. And please understand, this was pr more than likely, I'm going, to take, I'm going to take my opinion on this, it probably would have been easier for a Jewish person to be somewhat adapted to the Moabite people than the other way around. Uh, God's command to the Jewish people was very specific, which made it a little harder for those outside of the Jewish community to come in. And God was very specific. Other, other nationalities didn't have as much of the command to do this. And so probably it was a little easier. So Ruth saying, I'm going to leave everything I know to go back to your home and I'm going to take care of you and I'm just going to accept this is the way it is. She was going back to a place that she probably knew more than likely just by reputation was not going to be as friendly to her as it would be if she were to go home. She could have gone home. She could have gone back to her family. She could have started over, maybe found another husband, and she could have gone back to the life that she knew her entire life and the life that she probably was still familiar with her husband, Naomi's son. Um, they, you know, they were, there's no understanding that she had converted over to their belief at this point. She says, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to leave and I'm going to convert. What we see is we see that Ruth said, I am going to make a commitment to you that forces me to give up everything. I, I kind of look at often what a missionary we do. We have many that we support in our church that would say, God has called me, say, to go to Africa, or to go to Brazil, or go to Alaska, as we're, we've got some are supporting, we'll take our teens to here this summer, where they're saying, we're, we're used to, we live in this area, we're comfortable here, and God has asked us to give all this up, sell our home, and we're going to move. We're going to move to Alaska, we're moving to Africa, we're going to get to know the culture of the people, we're going to get to know everything, we're going to become African, we're going to become Brazilian, we're going to become Alaskans, we're, we're going to become this group of people, and we're going to give up everything and make this our new home, so that we can reach out. We're committed to God. We're committed to the kingdom and the cause of Christ enough to give all that up and to go. That's some serious commitment. 
that's the commitment that Ruth is doing. She's giving all of it up to go. And, and if you've ever been in a foreign country, uh, the, the culture is so different. Immediately, you're, you're, you long for the things that you're familiar with. I, I've been in Peru. I've been in Mexico. I've been in different countries like that. And I'll tell you, you get there, and I, you know, I'm not talking little vacation lands. I'm talking you get into the place where people live. Uh, a lot of the cultures are just unique. When I was driving through Peru, um, when you hit a stop sign, there's no stop signs. Everybody honks. First one through wins. Uh, it's crazy. It's a bit frightening, and it's just normal. And uh, I, I'm watching these cultures that were, you know, one of the things that was unique is when they build homes. You'd see a two-level home, and then a third level, it's half built. And I asked a missionary why. He goes, "Well, as they get money, they keep adding to their home." That's that's abnormal, at least for us. And the way they ate and the way they interacted, uh, the cultures are very, very different. And when you're there, you can imagine. I can't wait to go home get back to the culture I'm used to. But the same thing happens to people come to America. They miss what they remember as their culture. That is the commitment. Now, can I, can I tell you that this commitment that ultimately was greatly blessed of God and gave her a great blessing in her lineage ultimately, that is a commitment that I think God would desire of us if we're truly to enjoy His great blessing. Uh, you know, there's a lot of disciples at one point that wanted to follow Jesus, followers of Jesus that want to follow and become full of disciples. And Jesus says, if in Luke 9, if, if really any of you will follow after me, let him, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. I give up what you're used to and be serious about bearing the burden of being a Christian and following me. He didn't say, this is great, come. He wasn't a cheerleader for it. He's like, listen, this is not going to be easy. I encourage you maybe to step aside and wait while we make this decision. It was a, it was a pretty big deal and a pretty smart deal and pretty wise for Jesus to say this is not easy. When you see people commit like this, uh, it's something that it is serious and God truly blesses. Now please understand, God is not asking for this commitment for salvation. Because salvation itself is not based upon works. I, I, salvation is simply me accepting the gift of God. But when I am saved, and I say, I want to be effective and used for God, then I begin to commit. I commit to saying, I'm going to, I'm going to join this church. I'm going to serve in this church. I'm going to work in this church. I'm going to, as, as a friend of mine just recently, I'm going to adjust my schedule to be available in this church. Um, I'm going to make, I'm going to make what God has given me a major part of my life. And I would tell you that throughout church history, people have done this, and many of them to the point of sacrificing for the truths of the Word of God. And I think we live in a, in a culture today where that's hard. It's not, we've not seen a whole lot. But wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be something if God's people, and I'm not saying we had to sell everything and, you know, just give, in many cases, especially in America, we commit, we're really not asked to give up a whole lot. We're just asked to make this a high priority. We go back to the passage where Jesus tells his disciples, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. May that be the same idea. To me, I look at the commitment today as a priority. If this is a priority, then I make it a priority. I'm there. I'm part of this. I'm growing. I really want to grow and become a disciple of Jesus and grow in this. And it does take commitment. And let me tell you, that, that commitment should be the same thing to your marriage and to your home and to your family. That is a very counterculture aspect of Christianity is commitment. May they be something that we hold on to. May they be something we're serious about. Let the world see that we, we offer and we are willing to do something that is a very, very abnormal in a culture they grow up in. I hope that was encouragement to you. I hope it was a bit of a challenge as we think about this. As you know, as many of us know, it's, very, it's something very abnormal to American or world culture today. 
And may we be willing to grab a hold of that and say, you know, I'm, I want to be that. I want that to be known for me. Thanks for joining us today in this Thursday edition, and uh, we hope it was an encouragement. Uh, just a few minutes in God's Word, and uh, we hope that uh, we'll be, get, we'll see you back tomorrow as we finish the week off together. And uh, again, we, if you think about this, consider sharing this. Uh, Facebook or YouTube or Spotify or iTunes, uh, go and um, give a review on one of those platforms, and that would be a great encouragement to us. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.